sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. And good afternoon. This is Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. I am Craig Mish, and along with Joe Pizzapia, we're going to have a lot to cover in the next two hours in fantasy baseball, reality, and gambling as well. Coming up, you'll get an inside view as to what it may look like in the 2020 NFL season. And our very own David Cantor is going to join us, the super agent from DEC Management, who tells us, uh, really, you know, some breaking news in terms of potential opt-outs in the NFL. It looks like uh, there may be more coming and even bigger names coming than we can imagine. So that will be coming up in uh, a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, also, Gray Albright will make his weekly appearance with us and discuss Kyle Lewis and some of the other potential players that are off to good starts. So stay tuned for that as well. But uh, Joe, good afternoon. We're starting off with uh, breaking news again today. As uh, John Heyman first reported uh, about an hour and a half ago that uh, the Cardinals had tested positive, uh, to, uh, that Cardinals had tested positive for COVID-19, I was able to get the exact number and report it uh, that that number is two. And so because of that, that has led to postponements of games uh, at the very least today still waiting on to see what happens with Saturday and Sunday, but the Cardinals-Brewers game for today has been postponed. They're going to have to make those games up. And, Joe, at this point, we now have four teams that are not playing Major League Baseball, and certainly the longer this goes, uh, we teeter toward the point of maybe you know having a shutdown of the entire league. And, and again, um, nobody wants that. I don't want that. I don't think anybody else does. And I've seen some tweets that the Cardinals don't want that as well. But simply put, uh, Joe, games cannot be played while players are testing positive. We saw the mistake that baseball made when the Marlins had positive tests and they played their game against the Phillies on Sunday. It potentially led to a couple of their staff members testing positive. Uh, And that is the wrinkle of this that I don't think that we had before which we thought that simply put when a player tested positive at the beginning of the season, he would be out. They would bring in players from the alternate site or their taxi squad. But now after what happened with Miami and and they had another positive test today too, it looks like the league is simply going to shut down teams uh, that test positive at all until they are negative. And so that's where we're going to start today. It has a lot to unpack here with what's going on in Major League Baseball, that's for sure. And we can only hope that the two tests are just two tests. And maybe we can even hold out hope that it's something like the Juan Soto situation where perhaps those uh, those tests are false positives, which have happened already that we've seen in Major League Baseball. We've seen it in, in reality as well. Testing is still not the exact science everybody wants it to be yet. And they are working feverishly to get it there. I know that for sure. Uh, and it's also very difficult to sit here because I think baseball is our escape. Sports are our escape from everything going on in the world. And then when you see everything that's going wrong here with the pandemic, reflected in Major League Baseball, it's like there's no escape. There's no surrender. There's nowhere for you to go here. And it's very troubling. It's very difficult because all of us would just like to sit back and watch the ball game. But 
it's no matter where we are, no matter what's going on, and this is this is the definition of a pandemic. This is exactly why everything is so dangerous and exactly why it's frustrating when you look at what other countries have been able to do and they've gotten sports off the ground relatively well, all things considered, and why we're struggling here. And I know you said earlier this week that a bubble was impossible for Major League Baseball, but maybe, just maybe, bubbles are the only way this year and a complete restructuring of how we do things might be the only way in the NFL that we can get it done this year for football. Yeah, and, and David Cantor will address that coming up a little bit later. That's you know actually more or less the suggestion uh, that he has made at this point, and he represents Tank Lawrence and some of the biggest uh, players in the NFL. It, it just doesn't seem possible that at this stage the uh, the league is going to put guys on planes to play games and stay in hotels. It just it, it just doesn't um, it doesn't seem like this is is even going to happen if, if that's going to be the case. So they're going to have to pivot pretty quickly. They have some time to do it here, but they are running out of time. And uh, and I am afraid of, of all team sports at this point with play, with you know players that are not in a bubble. And I agree in that statement. I don't think baseball could have had one. Um, there's just too many players involved. It's a thousand versus three hundred. So uh, I can't figure that one out. But potentially, uh, maybe that is the only way to go with uh, with the NFL this year. All right, as we uh, get ready here to welcome in our radio listeners here on SportsGrid, let's take a look at some of the other Friday headlines uh, that you can find right here on Fantasy Sports Today. The good news was the NBA got off to a great start yesterday and two great games right down to the wire. You cannot ask for anything more than what you saw yesterday from the NBA. The games were exciting. It had star power. It had drama going down to the last bucket of both. Congratulations to the FanDuel Sportsbook who hit these lines right on the head. Lakers beat the Clippers 103-101. Of course, LeBron with a good defensive play at the end of the game to win that. And Rudy Gobert with a big game for the Jazz as they defeat the Pelicans. The Pelicans were, of course, favorites in that game. Uh, Over in baseball, is anybody pitching better than Shane Bieber right now? The answer is no. Another 13 strikeouts in eight innings pitched. And with 20% of his starts in the books... I mean, he is right there uh, on the precipice of becoming one of the best pitchers in the American League. Who would have had, who would have thought that? Yankees down the Orioles behind Luke Voigt, DJ LeMahieu, and Giancarlo Stanton. All three bit with big games there for them. And then finally, a little bit of NFL news as LaShawn McCoy signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Joe, there's a veteran there in Tampa Bay to go along with their rookie in Vaughn and to go along with Ronald Jones, which just really muddles uh, the Bucks' offensive running back situation even more than it was. Yeah, Muddy's definitely the situation there with the running backs or the Buccaneers right now. I wouldn't get too excited about any of them. I think it's going to be more questions than answers. And look, Shane Bieber right now has faced 50 batters so far, and he struck out 27 of them. Just keep that in mind. And we talked about him yesterday on the show as being a guy that you could even start against the Twins and make some money on FanDuel last night. And if you did, you did all right. All right. Well, coming up next, this day in fantasy sports history and our fantasy sports birthday. That's next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We got you until noon Eastern. And coming up, David Cantor, one of the top agents in the NFL, is going to join us uh, for about 25 minutes here on the show. We are going to review every single issue that is facing the NFL as it stands, what the players are doing right now, what the NFL is doing, the questions that are still out there. Uh, David also uh, will discuss how he believes and has heard uh, of other players opting out in the next few days of the NFL, uh, point blank, that are uh, more relevant in fantasy than Damian Williams. So that was uh, a little bit shocking to hear. We actually recorded that interview last night for you guys today, just to be clear on that. But as we uh, continue on here on Fantasy Sports Today, it's uh, we're getting close to the time where there's just so much news and information that I know that a lot of people, Joe, have watched this show and watched for uh, wishing people happy birthday and and saying uh, what happened in this day in fantasy sports history. And I've really enjoyed doing that for the last four months. It actually has kind of been cool and it's carried us. But uh, I, I think on Monday, um, it'll either be condensed or be gone. Just there's there's so much happening right now in sports. And it's great. I mean, it's great. But um, it also puts you in a predicament to have to you know switch around some things. Well, it's very difficult to talk about history when you're living in it. And we're living in history right now. This is uncharted waters for everybody. And unfortunately, it's not the best kind of history. It's not the no-hitter kind. It's not the kind where you look back and this guy hit four home runs in one game. And this guy scored 70 points in a game in the NBA. No, no. This is history of the other kind. And hopefully, we'll be able to look back on it as history sooner than later. But right now, unfortunately, we're living in it. And when you're living in it, you have to just kind of roll with what's going on. Because it's very important. It's important on every single level to the present of sports and the future of sports in 2020 and maybe even beyond. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, it's the last day of July. We're hoping August is uh, is a new month. I thought that the month of July was actually pretty good. We got sports back here, and we learned a lot about baseball, and, and the NBA started, and I think August will be better than July. Certainly July was better than June, no doubt about that. All right, let's, uh, let's knock this out here for the 31st. We've got Dr. J uh, on this day in 1973, traded from the Virginia Squires to the New York Nets, the future Hall of Famer he would be at that time. 1990, Nolan Ryan wins game number 300, and 300 wins is like an automatic National Baseball Hall of Fame, if those of you who are just kind of wondering. No one ever, I don't think we'll, we'll ever see another pitcher win 300 games in baseball, but uh, that's just me. 2007, Kevin Garnett is traded from the Minnesota Twins to the Boston Celtics. A very difficult decision made by the Timberwolves at the time. And it, I don't, I don't think the Timberwolves have done much damage in the NBA since then. So uh, kind of sad to think that here we are. 20 years later, and, and Timberwolves are still rebuilding after all this time. 2010, Cargo, Carlos Gonzalez. Boy, did his career fall off quick. It's a walk-off home run to complete the cycle for the Rockies. And then in 2012, Michael Phelps, arguably one of the greatest Olympians of all time, sets the record by winning his 19th medal, Joe. And that's what happened on this day in fantasy sports for the last day in July. Yeah, one can argue that the Michael Phelps achievement of 19 gold medals, especially in the sport like swimming, where people have specific parts that they're good at. Some people are better with different kinds of strokes and different kinds of races. The fact that he could be so dominant in every single one of them is just staggering. And then, of course, you add in the relays as well. So not only is he a great individual athlete, but a great team sport athlete is <laughs> on top of it. It's just kind of crazy to sit there and think about. And uh, Michael Phelps has had his ups and downs, certainly, uh, especially in the media as well. And he's really kind of come out the other end, which is really cool to see where he is right now in things and uh, I think when we look back on careers of athletes it's hard not to argue when you're looking for all-time dominant people 
that Michael Phelps is in that grouping. And we're talking about the Jordans. We're talking about the Babe Ruth. We're talking about that. Well, Michael Phelps is in that conversation. He just so happens to be in it in a sport, you know, sort of like Lance Armstrong, where it's a, it's a sport that doesn't have our national attention all the time. We get our national attention on the Olympics for a few weeks. Everyone's an expert, and then it fades away. I think that's always what it is. And going back to Carlos Gonzalez, um, this is a guy that it is troubling and weird to see a guy with so much talent who was so productive. And I guess it's just the, the accumulation of injuries, maybe age on top of that. And it's just kind of unfortunate that he didn't have a second part of the career that a lot of other players get to have who are as talented as he is. So uh, it's kind of a, a career you look back at and you still kind of wonder if he had stayed healthy, what could have been, what if. But uh, when he was right, he was certainly one of the most interesting players to watch in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and on top of that, a lot of teams took shots on him after he was essentially done. Cleveland and the Rockies again, and then Seattle, and it just he never was able to recapture uh, what he used to be. Uh, Also, Joe, do you agree with that, or is there a chance that there is a 300-game winner again in Major League Baseball? I, I mean, I certainly can't see anyone in the game right now that even has a shot. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but... um I mean, is that like dinosaur stuff? Like no one ever wins 300 again? Is that possible? It's very difficult. Can you consider the length of careers? It's very difficult when you consider also how difficult it is to get to the win and the way teams are limiting young pitchers. The way the system is set up now, nobody's training for a marathon. And if you're not training for the marathon, then you're not going to be able to finish as many games or get late into games. And we've seen bullpens implode and, you know, save chances get blown. And uh, I think the combination of all of those things, and then you have to add in a guy has to pitch about 20 years to do it. Also, a guy has to be healthy for about 20 years to do it. And on top of which, they have to look back at a career and say, ah, oh, do I want to keep pitching into my 40s when I've made so much money already? I think all of those factors, unfortunately, I think 300 wins is probably a dinosaur stat or benchmark, if you will, to look at the Hall of Fame going forward. I think 250 is going to be difficult to even suggest sometimes. Yeah, and I think there's probably people watching and saying, oh, come on, Clayton Kershaw is going to win 300. He's been a superstar for the last 15 years. Clayton Kershaw has 169 wins. <laughs> and Mr. Clayton, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw would be a miracle for him to get to 250 wins. It may be tough for him to get to 200 wins, and I think that we would agree he's a Hall of Famer. So it just shows you how times have changed, certainly. And, um, you know, Verlander would have to continue to pitch four or five more years. This is really, really hard to do. All right, this yeah, day, Fantasy Sports birthdays for the 31st like, You have to be on a good July. team for a long period of time. Yeah, for sure. This day in fantasy sports birthdays for the uh, 31st of July, 2020. We've got 1958 Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. 1982, the great defensive end Demarcus Ware. 1986, multi-all-star Evgeny Malkin. Uh, 88, A.J. Green. And then this is the one, of course, uh, 1992, that you know certainly a lot of people will look at Circle and say, man, I... Uh, Really enjoyed watching that guy pitch in Jose Fernandez, uh, who was born today and tragically died a few years ago in 1992. Yeah, I remember a few years ago when this story happened, I was actually live on air on this network, and I texted you to be sure it wasn't a hoax before I went on live with it because it just yeah. didn't feel real. And it was very real, and I did not want to go on air with it and blow that story and say something of that magnitude that was not true at the time. And I knew the one person who would know for sure would be you. And when I got the green light, I went on with it here on the network. And uh, it was very surreal, really a a dark cloud that entire day and that entire broadcast trying to do a football show, but realizing 
that was not the story. And uh, unfortunately, uh, one of the bright shining stars in baseball uh, is no longer with us. Yeah, no doubt. He was uh, one of the greats and, and one of the more surreal stories that I've ever covered. I never thought I'd be back uh, there again in something similar. And actually, <laughs> here we are. So go figure that one. Um, all right. So uh, here's what we're going to do, guys. We have a lot to cover here on the show. And I want to make sure that those of you who are watching understand we're still covering breaking news and baseball and, and, and football and basketball. But for those of you who may be tuning in to SportsGrid for the very first time, and I know that there are a lot of you for this week for the very first time. There's no question. I've heard that from a lot of people who have watched. I want to invite you to go to our website, which is sportsgrid.com, because we have a lot of great programming from morning to night here. And we cover fantasy sports here on this show, but a lot of the other shows are covering sports wagering and gambling. And by the way, really trying to help you by giving good advice here on the show. So very early in the morning from the early line, all the way through our good friend Scott Farrell and Gabe Morency uh, in the afternoon and the evenings. If you go to sportsgrid.com, you can see all the different shows that we have broadcasting. And the best part about all of our shows here on the network is they're all free. And that's something I can't stress enough. This doesn't cost you anything except for downloading an app, going to a website, and basically clicking a button. And in this day and age where everybody has had certainly issues with finances and has had issues with their jobs, this is not something that you have to worry about with our network. So you can save your money from having to pay to watch something else. And if you are a sports wagering enthusiast, then consider the money that you've saved, the money that we've done that, because we are uh, our content is entirely free. Um, we also have Daily Roto, which gives you DFS advice as well, in addition to the work that we do here on this show. And we'll continue to do that for you as David Cantor joins us next to talk a little NFL. So don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It may have taken a few months moving down to Orlando, a bubble, but the NBA is back. And we had two great games kicking off the rest of the regular season as we ramp up towards the playoffs. The Utah Jazz outlasted the New Orleans Pelicans 106-104. Brandon Ingram with a shot near the buzzer that rattled in and out again. Would have won the game for the Pelicans. Rudy Gobert, double-double, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Off the bench, Jordan Clarkson, 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. For the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, just back from being outside the bubble, played just 15 minutes. He did have 13 points, no rebounds, and an assist. The Pels were led by Brendan Ingram, 23 points, 8 boards. The nightcap was a great one as well with the Lakers getting by the L.A. Clippers 103-101. to LeBron James and Anthony Davis did it, combining for 50 points. Really, Anthony Davis' show, 34 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. LeBron had a double-double near Triple-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists as the Lakers outlast the Clippers 103-101. On Friday, six more games. Orlando against Brooklyn. Memphis takes on Portland. Phoenix and Washington will play at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Boston is against Eastern Conference leading Milwaukee. Sacramento takes on San Antonio. And it's a battle of Texas in Orlando. Houston taking on Dallas. In Major League Baseball, Mike Trout has in fact been added to the paternity list. His wife was due in August. 
Typically, paternity list is three days long. We'll see if Trout is back after that or if this is a longer stay away from the team. Finals from around Major League Baseball on Thursday night. Some big scores, as always, in Major League Baseball. The Nationals beat the Blue Jays 6-4 in a game that was a Blue Jays home game at National Park. The Yankees. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As NFL training camps are set to open all around the country, there is no one more educated on that subject and a lot of others. And by the way, no one more outspoken than our next guest, Super Agent David Cantor from DEC Management, represents some of the top players in the NFL and certainly has some great stories to share uh, through the years. He and I have known each other because we both live in South Florida, and I'm so happy that he has decided to make another appearance on our show. David, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll come on every day if you want. I'm sitting at home for five months straight with this COVID, so uh, I'm ready to go. As long as I have my phone, I could be on your show and just interrupt. Well, and do, I can take calls. <laughs> we don't do calls. I may take advantage of that. No, I'm saying I could take my business calls. Oh, you could take your calls right on the phone. Right. And I'm already ADD, as you know, so I would just jump back in. I'd be like, hold on, this is the bills. Wait, and I'm back to you. And I'm, anyway. Right. Ironically, through the years, one thing I probably should have taken advantage of is, like baseball, taking advantage of uh, David's uh, scoops and his players. I may, at some point, I may have to do that. I haven't gone down that road. Happy to deliver the, the news if I get it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, David, look, I, I really very much uh, trust so many of, of the things that you have to say in terms of the NFL. I mean, you are so honest and outspoken about all of these feelings. Um, and we have training camp opening, and I would love to know your opinion I, from you, of course, but also how are your players feeling when as they're getting ready and, and as they're getting ready to play the season? I, I watch you tweeting out, and you know, they were on this call and they were on that call. And uh, I mean, I'm excited to have football back. Should I be excited to have football back? Absolutely. I mean, I think that and I've said this before, I think, Craig, in all honesty, we're talking about a sport that of all the major sports in this country. And I know baseball is your passion. Obviously, that's how we know each other from our history with the Marlins. And we could probably talk about that eventually. But I think that football is the great common denominator in the United States of America. And we are now dealing with a pandemic that is killing hundreds of thousands of people and destroying millions of people's lives. Right. The pandemic has now affected every part of our society in this country. And the one thing, hopefully, that can bring people together is the National Football League. To go back to your first point about my clients. I think they're just as geeked up as you and I are. One, most of them, if not all of them, have been pretty much trapped in the house, right? You go, you work out in the morning, you see your family, you play with your kids, you go to lunch, you cook lunch at home, you're trapped, you're, you're staying where you are. I have a few guys that were out and about. Jamie Collins is a big driver. He likes to get in the car and drive all around the country. So he was going back and forth between where he lives in Florida to Charlotte and some other places and seeing some friends and family in Mississippi and New Orleans. But he's super excited. New team, new contract, new city, Detroit. He never even had been to his apartment. He'd never been to Detroit. You know, some of the coaches, obviously, he knew from his experiences with the Patriots. So that's a fun, new, unique experience. And then you have a guy like Matt Gay, who's the kicker for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They go and sign Tom Brady. They go and get Rob Gronkowski. Right. They go get all these guys. And he's like, the other day he sends me a text. He's like, I met Tom. And I'm like, well, well yeah, 
He's he's your quarterback. <laughs> you may be kicking a game-winning Super Bowl kick in Tampa. Theoretically, that's the dream, right? Right, right. So I think the players are just as excited as you and me and the fans. And again, it's excitement within the back of our head. Is this possible? Are we going to make it? Are we going to get to September 10th? Are we going to get to October 10th? Are we going to get to January 15th without shutting down a season and without postponing or canceling games? And logistically, what will that look like, right? Mm -hmm. The one thing I can say in being on all of those phone calls is there were tremendous questions asked. There is still confusion. It's now 5 o'clock, 5.45 on the Thursday of the first week of training camp where they're doing the COVID testing, and we still have not received an official opt-out letter. So the union and the management council, which represents the owners and the union represents the players, are still negotiating a document which and the terms of the letter and what will the letter look like and what will the structure be. So once that letter is officially in, players then have seven days to opt out. So you're going to see some more big names. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of rumors of some guys that are just going to the facility. They're either not comfortable with the environment. They have family issues or health issues or pre-existing health issues themselves, and they have options to opt out. There's two different opt-outs, a voluntary one, and then obviously a medical one. So you'll see some shape, you know, some, some shape-shifting in this league. There's a lot of players that are either going to eventually get infected and not be able to make it through an entire season or have been infected and have to quarantine now and guys that have health issues that may opt out of the league. So it's going to be a different landscape for fans. It might not be the greatest NFL product, right? I'm sure you're watching these baseball games. It's not as exciting. Of course, there's no fans. There's no, no fans. fans. But David, let me let me go back. Let me go back to something because sure. I, I you, you said something there that I think that you know takes people who are watching this behind a curtain that we don't have the ability to do without you uh, being here. And I would not ask you in particular, although you know it is my job to ask these questions and get these sort of answers, but you said something there. And I think from our perspective, we are sort of a fantasy show, reality show, gambling show. We had Damian Williams, who you know very well, of course, sure. the Dolphins now with opt the Chiefs opt-out. When you say big names, are you saying, do you think, and I'm not asking you for names, but a, but a bigger name than Damian Williams? Do you think that there could be? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, again, not starting quarterback caliber, but okay. from what I'm hearing, there are multiple wide receivers. You know, you saw, I think it was Marquise Goodwin yes. opted out. Um, and I would say he's probably a bigger name than Damian Williams, even though Damian just won the Super Bowl. But he, That's he's, not the, he's not the every down guy, right? They right. drafted a running back in the first round. Those things matter, especially in Andy's system with Eric Bieniemy. Um, and so for fantasy purposes, I think you'll still have your core guys, right? You're still going to have your great – Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Tom Brady, okay. you know, obviously Deshaun Watson and, and Lamar Jackson and those guys. Um, but I do think you're going to have some core players that get there and just don't like having to have a swab up their nose every day. Right. That's yeah. that's that's different. Having to go in the parking lot and wear a mask all the time. There are players still somehow anti mask in this country. There are guys that come from different economic and educational and religious backgrounds and football is the great melting pot of American sports. And they just don't necessarily share the same beliefs as other guys. 
You compound that with all the social inequity movements that are going on, and there will be guys that are unhappy or unwilling to play and take the risk this season, right? You just saw Nate Solder opted out, you know, right. huge player. Giants spent a fortune on him, and obviously if you're Daniel Jones and you're Joe yeah. Judge, the new head coach for the New York Giants, you know, you're probably up having nightmares now about losing your starting tackle and having basically a rookie quarterback and Saquon Barkley. So if you're a fantasy guy, you know, that could impact what, what the Giants are able right. to do. Yeah, it's a great it's a great point. Um you just cut their kicker. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep David here. Um, we're gonna he's gonna answer one more question, then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more with David Kanner. Uh, David, uh, the the thing that's being thrown around so much. I cover baseball, as you know. Baseball uh, is being blamed for not having a bubble. It's being compared to the NBA that does have a bubble in the NHL to a degree. Uh, what 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 is the NFL going to do to keep these guys? doing the right thing uh, is there anything that you think should change between now and the time camps open which is like any day yeah so camps are open right now the players are undergoing a five-day protocol of testing so they test day one day two and three they get education zoom meetings they're not able to go into the building day four if they test negative again and obviously in this case negative is a positive negative is a good thing right. then on day five they're allowed to be in the building so yesterday we mentioned Tom Brady a couple of times. People were up in arms. My God, how's Tom Brady out on the field? He's not supposed to have a football. How's he practicing with his players? They got there on the 23rd with the rookies, and Tom came in early, and the teams were allowed to bring in the quarterbacks and the rookies early and, and some skill position players. And so they're now five days in the protocol. Yesterday was the 28th, I believe, or 29th. And so they're legally allowed to be on the field. And so camps are open. We're open. We're full tilt. All 32 teams have reported. Guys are in getting the protocols. Guys are in getting testing. Now the first actual real practices can't happen until there is an, a, a, basically a 21-day window or 18-day window where they're getting back in shape, right? We didn't have mini camps. We didn't have rookie mini camp. We didn't have veteran mini camp. We didn't have off-season team activities, which are shorthand as OTAs. And so without any of those things, we don't know what kind of condition all of these players are going to be in. So for health and safety purposes, the union and the league agreed upon bringing the guys back in and having an acclimation, a conditioning and strength program, if you will, for 14 to 21 days. And then they can get into pads, they can get into shoulder pads and helmets, then they can go on the field, then they can do teamwork and drills. And that's when we're going to see if this thing really works, right? You're seeing a lot of veteran players. I know Bobby Wagner came out about it. Jamie Collins came out about it. My guy Von Bell came out. The veteran guys have to really get the younger players who are the more likely guys to be knuckleheads and have to make sure that those guys stay locked in for six months. It's going to be hard. We're going to have setbacks. Major League Baseball is getting criticized, I think, as much. And congratulations on the amazing scoop. You deserve all the credit and accolades. Thank you, Dave. Major League Baseball is getting criticized, I think, because, and I don't know baseball as well as I used to, but because their protocols don't seem like they were followed. And the team seems like they knew they had infected guys and still went ahead and risked infecting other people. Right. And well, I mean, it's a, it's it's a little it's a little you know, in fairness, it's a little more complicated than that. Okay. Um, but but also you know, again, uh, you know, the Marlins, there's no question, wanted to play that game on Sunday, David. The Phillies also chose 
uh, to play that game, too. Now, you're right. I mean, somebody should have stepped in for sure and, and made that right call. Uh, but let's do that. Let's do this. Um, let's pause it right here. Sure. I want I want to take a break here on Fantasy Sports today. And when we come back right here on SportsGrid on Fantasy Sports today, I am going to ask what is next for the NFL, because David just outlined the entire training camp. But the bottom line is, for those of us who watch football, love football, play fantasy football, there is no preseason. So I want to ask David how that is going to affect the regular season and how teams are going to adjust without having that. And that's coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid when we return with David Cantor. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, as we're joined by NFL super agent David Cantor. You can follow him on Twitter at DEC Management. And if you're interested in more about what some of the things David Cantor has done, let me just give you one quick tip. Demarcus Lawrence, five years, $105 million. And is am I right? $65 million guaranteed, David, last year? Is that is that accurate? Holy. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Just got thrown away, though, by the Bosa deal. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, that was a big one. But uh, nonetheless, that was just one of the deals. Six years, $135 million, not five years, $135 million, but whatever. Sorry. Sorry about that. He also, you know, Olivier Vernon Vernon broke a record, too, when you did that as well. I mean, you're breaking records all over the place. But here's here's what our – we love defense. But my viewers love offense a lot. And what we do every year, David, is we completely overreact – to the entire NFL preseason. But I got to say, not having it at all is going to create a dynamic that we've never seen before. So, first of all, what went into that decision-making process and what replaces the preseason for people like us? Nothing. NBA basketball, NHL, playoff hockey, getting some uh, MLS maybe, and uh, UEFA Champions League is starting, I think, August 8th. So that's what you can play those. Or golf, tennis, I don't know. But... You know, the preseason is always one of those things, Craig, and you know this. You get that one guy that everybody's hyped up about. Right. I remember Victor Cruz. What was it? Six, seven, oh, that's eight. the one every year. Yes. That's yes. The, you're looking for that Victor Cruz every year. And if you follow each team specifically like I do and have to study every roster and know every player, that's an exciting part because you get to see the guys that kind of jump off the page, the running back that you're like, wow, the first two preseason games, this guy's got 170 yards and two preseason right. He's going to be amazing. And then he gets cut. And you're like, wait, what? Right. So, and, and that's what the fans should realize, right? Everything that goes on in the preseason games 
is an exhibition. It is called exhibition football for a reason. And what goes on behind closed doors in the bubbles and in practices, obviously, is the real football. And that's where. So what I would advise everybody that's playing fantasy football is stick to the hits. Play the hits. Play the guys you know that year in and year out are consistent. They put up great numbers. It's easy to go Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady. There's your four quarterback. Dak Prescott, there's your five quarterbacks. You know, if you want to get a little crazy and wait later on, you can go Garoppolo. You can go some other guys that maybe you think are going to have big years. If you think you're a Ryan Tannehill guy, even though you know Derrick Henry runs the ball 25-plus times a game and just got a new deal, so he's going to run the ball a lot. And so not having a preseason is not great for fantasy fans, but it's good for the players in the sense that if you knew you were kind of already on the roster, veteran guys, the guys you mentioned before, the DeMarcus and the Olivier's, you're just really trying to get ready for week one. And you're really trying to protect yourself and your family from COVID-19 and make sure that the rest of the team kind of, you know, joins in and, and unites. And so I think for not having football for this one month, it's not going to be the end of the world for fantasy players, but you can always go on Twitter. You can always go on, the, you know, the news networks that are out there and follow the local reporters. And I, I can't recommend that enough. And here, because there will be media people at practices and kind of still get the tidbits of, oh, this guy looks explosive. He's getting more reps in practice. And then maybe that's a later round guy that you can steal sure. that nobody knows about. And so there's still ways to, to make the bread, so to speak. Okay. okay. Um, do, do, you, do you think, David, in the end, there will be fans at games this year? And I would ask you uh, a follow-up to that is, has it affected your watching of any of the other sports without fans? You personally, who's been involved in sports forever. You know, I was super excited that Europe flattened the curve and was able to eliminate the virus. The virus only lives if it's transmitted. And so, you know, hopefully everyone's wearing a mask. I know there's anti-maskers out there. I don't get it. You know, you don't wear a seatbelt. You know, I don't I don't get it. You wear a seatbelt on a plane and, you know, if that thing crashes, you're definitely dying. So <laughs> wear a stupid mask. I mean, seriously, I can't say it enough. Wear a mask. Everyone wear a mask all the time. There's no reason not to. If you're around other people, wear a mask. You're not going to die from wearing the mask. You might die from not wearing the mask. Anyway, <laughs> that's my TED talk. So with that said, I think that there will be teams that have fans in the stands. And and part of it is somehow a disease that kills anyone, no matter where you're from, no matter what your skin color is, no matter your religious connotation, has become a partisan issue in this country. And there are enough dumb governors, including the one that we have here in Florida, that are going to let people die. And they don't care about human life. And if they do care about human life, it's only for their donors and the people that are sharing their same political interests. So I do think I won't be probably going to any games and sitting in regular stands unless I am socially distanced significantly or somehow, miraculously, the curve is flattened in the next two months before regular season games start. So or six weeks till regular season games start. So I think you'll see some stadiums that will have fans. Texas, Dallas Cowboys came out today and said they're not going to have season tickets, but they'll have some select individual seats. I know that the Dolphins, when I had talked to them organizationally, they had mentioned bringing the stadium down to like 15 to 20,000. I don't know if that's still going to happen. And to go to what it was like, 
I love soccer, as you know. I'm a huge sure, passion yeah, fan, especially yeah. international soccer. Chelsea and Barcelona are my two favorite teams. And it was exciting to watch Bundesliga matches, which is German soccer. Um, and obviously Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund are the two best teams. But it was interesting to watch a sport without fans because you never really get to see that, right? It, one of the coolest things about soccer is the passion of the fans. Same thing with the NFL. Same things with college football. Uh, you don't get that necessarily as much at a baseball or, or basketball game because every game there's so many of them that they don't have the same impact. And so I felt it was dull in the sense that you didn't have that atmospheric energy when a guy would score and a goal. He would just give like a little fist pump and then kind of run back to center field and elbow his teammates or do a hands-free celebration because they didn't want to transmit the virus. But I watched baseball, and I actually watched last night uh, Yastrzemski's, I think it's his nephew or his grandson. Grandson, walk-off, yeah. Had a walk-off home run, and the announcer made it great. And, oh, <laughs> by the way, the ball went over into the water, and the canoers were there, the kayak right. were there, and a guy jumped in the water, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And a walk-off is obviously always exciting, sure. probably the most exciting part of baseball. Um, and so for me, I think it's going to impact the players more than the people watching it, right? When you're at home, you can pipe in sound. You're at home, you've still got your chips and your beer or whatever. You can still get up and walk to the bathroom. So I don't think it's going to really hurt the sport from a standpoint of fans. The ratings have been off the charts, obviously, right? We're all sitting around yeah. doing nothing all day long. A lot of people, unfortunately, are out of work, and we need the distraction. We want the distraction. WNBA, highest ratings ever. Major League Soccer, highest ratings ever. Major League Baseball, highest ratings ever. And I think football's ratings, I said this on another show. Uh, sorry, I cheated on you. Um, okay. I said this on another show that literally if I was the owners of the National Football League, I would not even consider redoing my television deals, which they're in negotiations right now, until we saw the ratings of the first four weeks. Because point. if yeah, a normal yeah. game gets 20 million people, and I'm, I don't know the exact numbers, we could easily be 40, 50 million for just a regular season, you know, Bills Colts, like not the biggest game, not the biggest markets. It could be insane. And so for that standpoint, I'm excited to see what the numbers look like, because obviously money is matters in my sport. The more people watch, the more ad revenue, the more market goes up, the more the cap goes up. And obviously there's going to be huge shortfalls around the league, possibly four or five billion dollars with not having fans, not having parking, not having concessions. And for now, we would be the only one of the major sports in America that is attempting to play an entire season, right? NBA, Major League Soccer, hockey are all doing tournaments or mini seasons, Major League Soccer, mini season, lacrosse did a mini season. And so we're trying to get an entire 16 game schedule in, which obviously for the NFL matters, right? You right. need competitive balance. Let's let, let's uh, let, let's move to the final topic here, um, which is travel. Uh, was it a stupid was my tweet stupid the other day and thinking that it should be show and go the travel day, the game, don't stay in a hotel and then just leave and come home. Is that possible? I backed you up, actually. Oh, you I, did? Oh, yeah, oh. I said that, uh, or I don't know if I backed you up or I said it before you. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. If it, maybe we'll it was even yours. Okay. We'll have to timestamp them. Maybe you stole from me, Craig. Maybe, the maybe host, I did. Maybe I maybe did. Do you agree with that? Me. Yes. No, I'm teasing. Um, you don't even follow me on Twitter. No, I'm kidding. What do you so, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So um, I'm in agreement 100% that where possible, again, fans murdered me, by the way, absolutely murdered me um, on Twitter after I said it. You're an idiot. How can Buffalo go to San Francisco? No, 
They're, I'm not asking you to fly at 5 a.m. and get McDermott and the organization to San Francisco at 10 and then sit around and wait for a 4 p.m. kickoff. Obviously, I'm not asking that. The, the product is already going to be bad, right? You have to expect that the NFL is not going to be the NFL as you know it. There's going to be more players getting shuffled in and out on shorter-term deals. There's going to be more players that aren't really ready for prime time. Potentially, there's going to be more injuries because we don't have an entire off-season program, which I'm super interested in seeing the statistics of dropping the number of padded practices, dropping the number of OTAs, and dropping the number of everything else, and limiting the exposure to potential injuries in training camp. But then also you've got a lot of teams that haven't been able to get together. Like we're doing this via, you know, social media, doing this via the, this teleconferencing. That's how they've been conducting all their meetings. And camaraderie is different. The feels different. The, the love and appreciation for one another has to be different because you can't touch each other. You can't be near each other. The Lions issue their plexiglass and stuff where you're not going to be near your teammate. You know, you're going to be there's a glass partition. And so, so, so go back to that again. So go back to the Buffalo, San Francisco. So, how, how, did, how does that happen? We got two I, minutes left. How does that all happen? You've got to go overnight there. But I think the only way you can go overnight, Craig, safely is if you get the entire hotel. I believe that the National Football League should contact their hotel partners. And I've mentioned this. I've talked to people at Roger Goodell's office. I've talked to a bunch of general managers. Like it's it. not about just having a hotel and two or three floors. You still got to touch the elevator buttons. You've still got to pick up a piece of silverware and put it in your mouth. I think that at least for that one night, the entire hotel should be locked down to that NFL team. And I think that you could do it safely. We know that the Marlins in Atlanta most likely cross-contaminated each other. That's how more guys got infected. And we know that the virus will spread like that. And so if you have that in the NFL, we don't have the luxury of doubleheaders in the NFL. We don't have the luxury of pushing the season off two or three more months. Like imagine in January, we're now talking about having a Super Bowl in April. It's just not logistically going to work. Right. So, so the West Coast, the West Coast, the East Coast, you're, before we wrap here, um, and we do have to wrap, uh, is, is an overnight deal. I think that hotel thing is a great idea. I wish I would have came up with that one. So the whole, the whole hotel is just is rented out for the one night to the team. They are in lockdown. There's people in front of the hotel, and that's the end of it, just like it is for sports. And then you're right, and that's the uh, and that's the way to go, man. That's a that's and a typically great... typically Marriott is a big NFL hotel partner. Not to give them a free plug, but you can get smaller versions of the same hotels and only do 100, 120 rooms. You don't need the right. biggest Marriott around. Obviously, the more rooms in a hotel, the more people that are in the hotel, the more likely there's going to be some exposure. We all know now that just checking people's temperature doesn't determine no, no, no. whether or not yeah. they have the virus. All right. Uh, listen, David, uh, the education that I always get from you in the NFL is outstanding, and I am going to take you up on becoming more of a frequent guest here. I think people love the things that you have to say and the way the places that you can take us, uh, we can never go. So thank you again for coming on. Um, congratulations to all your success. Thank you for thanking me on mine too. Of course, I appreciate that as well. No. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. You got it, man. Be safe. All right. That's David Cantor, DEC management. Follow him on Twitter. Phenomenal job with his clients. And uh, we'll take a quick time out here on fantasy sports today. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
betonline.ag.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports today as we get ready for an almost full slate of Major League Baseball games today. Unfortunately, we've had a couple of more postponements, uh, including the St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers. And we'll recap all of our top stories coming up at the top of the hour. So the bottom line is less choices on FanDuel today to make some money in DFS. But nonetheless, there still are some choices that you could go with today. And if you're going to put down some money on a tournament, GPP, head-to-head, or anything like that, here are some potential ideas that you can go with, as told by Joe Pizapia. Joe, who do you like today? Thanks, Craig. Yeah, yesterday we talked about using Shane Beamer in tournaments, even though he's a cash game arm. Why? Because the ownership would be low against the Minnesota Twins, and it was a good decision if you did that. We also talked about Max Fried yesterday, who also was very good as our GPP arm. So let's get back at it today with some names that you need to know. First being Lance McCullers, 9K, going against the Angels without Mike Trout. This lineup is not the same without Mike Trout. McCullers was very good in his first start this year. He went a fair amount of innings as well. I look for him to get a W and uh, really be a nice ROI. GPP arm, this one's a little risky. I wouldn't do it in a single entry, but I think multi-entry. I know Shomanai's velocity was down a little bit in that first start. I'm hoping that's just a ramping up issue and not an actual issue. And if so, at 7.5, you can get involved with Colorado, Cleveland, and uh, the White Sox offenses tonight, which are all very expensive but very good selections. In terms of getting some value with the bats to get some more of those other bats I just mentioned in those lineups, Cesar Hernandez at 2.7, also a really nice play, hitting at that top of that order against Randy Dobnak tonight of the Minnesota Twins, so there's a good opportunity here for him, and if you want to go with that Clevenger thing, just like Bieber yesterday, you can attack it, but the ownership's going to be higher because Dobnak's on the mound today instead of Barrios, which really kind of suppressed Bieber's ownership uh, percentage last night, and lastly, with Colorado on the board, we got to get some there, so let's go with Charlie Blackman, really good opportunity there for him, lefty bat against the righty Garrett Richards, I love Colorado bats tonight, it's worth paying up for, not as much on the other side with John Gray on the mound, so there's your DFS quick hit on FanDuel for tonight, so go play Go win some money and go have some fun. All right, so there you have it. And those of you who are looking to play DFS, make sure you get over on FanDuel and get yourself signed up because even though there are some postponements, there's still a lot of great games going on tonight in baseball for sure. Okay, coming up, we're going to recap some of the top stories in sports, in fantasy sports, circling back to the NBA, of course, and what is forward for Major League Baseball. Also, Gray Albright will join us from Razzball. We'll ask him if Kyle Lewis is legit in 2020. We got plenty more right after this quick break, so don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 